Welcome to the Moon and You podcast. My name is Susan Hart. Today we are looking at the full moon in Leo. It's all about the heart. But first, in the spirit of reconciliation, the Moon in You acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to the land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. When you close your eyes, what is the first sensation you feel? For me, it's the subtle swaying my body makes from my heart beating. It's a marvellous organ, the heart. It carries the responsibility of pumping blood throughout my entire system, simultaneously generating an electromagnetic field and folding me, caressing me with waves of protection. The heart is the centrepiece of being and as such should be the first place we go to when we are emotionally unsettled. Yet we don't, or rather, I don't. The heart and the mind are at constant loggerheads. I equate the heart to my higher self or my spiritual side and my mind to my ego. It's best to stay clear of the mind and the thoughts she generates when trying to deal with matters of the heart. If you take the time to sit quietly with yourself during the coming days of the full moon in Leo, there will be an opportunity to listen closely to what your heart is saying. When thoughts arise, dismiss them as just passing noise. Write in your journal what feelings are being generated from the heart. Love, anger, hurt, disappointment, joy, excitement. Work out what your emotions are expressing and then put words to the emotions. I love this exercise because it always comes down to two emotions, love or fear. If you are angry about something and blaming others and cutting people out of your life for painful episodes that occurred to you, you are fearful of something. This is the perfect time to work on your heart energy. Any time is a good time, but the full moon in Leo has a particular punch to it and can crack your stubborn heart wide open for healing. Now you might say, Sue, it's not me that needs to do the inner work. It's him or it's her because they did this and they did that to me. I'm not suggesting you forget about injustices. I'm suggesting you let go of the suffering by transcending the emotion. Be brave, dear one, and look toward your heart for true emotional calibration. Life is far too short to be hanging on to emotional pain. Believe me, I know all too well what liberation from emotional pain feels like. It is possible, but you need to do the work. If dealing with your emotions is just way too difficult for you, there are many teachers and programs that can help you. Look to the blog on the website where you will find a number of links that might help you. Now, on to my guest speaker. I'd like to introduce to you now Kerry Hurrigan, who is an astrological lover, has been my dearest friend for over 30 years. Her insights and knowledge around the full moon and astrological star signs is amazing. And I welcome her to the mic to talk all about the full moon in Leo. Welcome, Kerry. Sue, it's been so long since we've seen each other. It's some 
starting to have separation anxiety. <laughs> Me too. So first question I have for you right off the rank is, can you talk to us about the full moon energy and how Leo, the sun of Leo, impacts on the full moon? Okay, so the full moon in Leo is illuminating something within you on a deep emotional level of the heart. And this is a very dynamic and powerful energy suggesting there is an impulse or an urge to look at what you truly want from your heart's perspective. So what the full moon does is it, in Leo that is, is it stirs our heart's desire and has us thinking of what we truly want. We can engage our imagination and creativity with this energy and invest our emotions to be inspired and to make what we want manifest. This makes us feel purposeful and fulfilled and we simply cannot deny this yearning within us. In this energy, we reconnect with our true sense of self and that may have eluded us for a very long time. So if you ask yourself, did you ever have dreams of something you always wanted to do that went unfulfilled that you still yearn for? Now, the sun is the ruler of Leo, which rules the heart in, and it's sitting in its polar opposite of Aquarius. Aquarius rules the collective energy that we pick up or tune into. We have the expressive energy of the sun through the archetype of Aquarius and the receiving energy of the moon hitting our hearts emotionally, activating the true sense of ourself, our true, uh, our self-love and um, when you contemplate in this energy and just sit with it, you can tune into what you really want to have for your future. Mm. Can I tell you about the fixed energies because it's really important? You may talk about anything you wish. Okay. Your heart's to... desire is, my love, you can <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> okay, so the fixed energies represent the need for growth and improvement and progress. So Leo and Aquarius bring both one's personal resources and attributes together using creativity to improve current situations and conditions to progress further to a better future. So the mind is the combination of the intellect and the emotions and it is the instrument and means of creativity. Inspiration and creativity together, which is Leo, has a significant force which one can create their future and destiny and overcome fate by generating better practical situations in their reality. What a mouthful. It's, it's huge, Sue. So there's this constant refinement of one's sense of self that stimulates this development and growth, which relates to the other fixed energies of Taurus and Scorpio. So this requires it focus and concentration of energy of your will to influence the future through the fixed energy, which is Aquarius. Aquarius is like an upgrade for progress and evolution, and that's why it will science and technology the future, humanity, our planet, the animals. And so this upgrade will take place because the existing ways aren't working. Therefore, new ways are to be found to address the existing conditions to progress forward. And you think about this for yourself. What isn't working anymore? And we see it collectively. This is why there's so much unrest, rebellion and um uh, for need for better change. Yes. So because they're trying to keep the old ways in, 
you know, so they're not happening, not working really. So you can see how incredibly powerful this energy is and it will take focus on what you want, where anything is possible for your future. And if you just immerse yourself in what you want and feel what it would be like to have that and feel love and appreciation and gratitude in your heart for this to happen. Now, I find this difficult sometimes. I don't know about you, but I can't just switch it on like, you know, you know, flick a switch and there it is. So for me though, I have been have been finding it a lot easier to do that. As I stop doing unnecessary things in my life. Like entering into arguments that really don't need to be entered into. <laughs> we're afraid of space. We're, we're we are afraid as human beings yeah. of quietness and space. And I think that if you can embrace that space, oh, you know what? It's where it's where it's all happening. It's where you can actually well it is. do the work. It's when it's still. Yeah. It's still. So I thought, well, when I find this difficult, what I do is I I'll think of you know, I think I look at an animal and it fills me up or someone I love, um, your pet or, or your parents or, or whoever that is, and get yourself into that feeling and mm. let it just flow in your body as much and as long as you can. Yes. Mm. But it's sometimes not easy. It sounds simple. It's not, it sounds easy, but it's, it's, it sounds simple but not easy. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've never finished. I've never really asked you in all these years that you and I have been working together. It's the medical ruling type of aspects of the sign. So, for example, Leo rules, among other things, the heart. Mm-hmm. So who made who made that the the go-to saying, okay, well, Leo, you're gonna look after the heart stuff, you know, Aquarius, you're gonna look after something else and do you have an answer for that for me? So, first of all, tell me, what does Leo rule medically? Okay, well, Leo rules the heart, the spine, the aorta. Yep. It's your life force. Mm. Feel your life force because of the sun. The sun gives oh, Would it be the electromagnetic field around the heart as well? Well, yes, I would imagine so because mm-hmm. and it's the, the heart they've found, and you know this, they've found that the heart actually has its own brain centre. Mm-hmm. They know that if you said, if you feel that love, that deep love for whatever a pet or your partner or whoever that is, where does the, that, that um, come from? It comes from here. You feel it here mm-hmm. in your stomach as well. Mm. But it's also said that the heart is the centre point of creation because uh, you have to, as you've just said, the electro electromagnetic, um, somebody that I quote to you quite a lot, Dr Joe Dispenza, because mm. he's a medical person, you know, what he says is the thought is the signal that goes out, but when you feel it in your heart, that's what draws it back to you. Mm. So this can be in a good way or a fearful way. So if you are in fear of whatever that is, that will be drawn to you also. Yeah. So in answer to your question, uh, the first person that came to my mind was Hippocrates because he's known as the father of medicine. And I have a couple of quotes from him. 
Mm. He lived, uh, was born from 460 BC and died in 375 BC. And a couple of things that he said was a physician without a knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician. Mm. It is more important to know what sort of person has a disease than to know what sort of disease a person has. And he also said a physician without a knowledge of astrology has no right to call himself a physician, which I just repeated, which is what happens when you get older. So I said it twice. <laughs> so is, this, is this like um, not necessarily a guess, but is this what you believe or is it actual fact that Hippocrates was the one who... Um, Developed well, I don't know if it originated from him. I don't think it would have because before him there was also a, ancient astrologers mm-hmm. and, um, you know, you had the Egyptians as well, which they had a very uh, extensive knowledge of the human body. I mean, they structured temples to represent the human body what they did as far as astrology goes, I actually didn't have enough time to look into it too deeply. But um, there is a whole, uh, there is a medical astrology where people, ex- they they specialise in medical astrology. Mm. And when you, I suppose, as I understand it, when you think about the flow of energy in our bodies, because that's what's happening, mm. and when in a full moon, just relating it to, to a bit of our astrology now, a full moon is not only about letting go and completion and culmination, which is what, you know, I usually mention, but um, I felt the need to bring in something else here where it also relates to blocked energy or the resistance of something. And I had myself a, I, I would call it an epiphany. It was so huge. No fireworks or visions. It's just oh, but as you have that initial realization, it starts to unfold even more. So blocked energy in a body will create a weakness in the body. Mm. And if you look at your astrology, you can link it to the psychology of yourself because that's really what astrology is about. Is is about our psychology. That's how I would relate it. But he's known as, as the father of medicine. He's often quoted. Um, he was the one that first came to mind. The next question that I have for you, Kerry, is how does the energy of Leo act out when we are in low vibrations? So before you answer that question, I just wanted to share with you, there's a book called Letting Go, The Pathway of Surrender by David R. Hawkins, and another book that he's written called The Map of Consciousness Explained. And in Letting Go book, it's a fascinating look at the different levels of vibrations that we run at as human beings. And from the lowest vibration of shame up to a high vibration of peace. So he talks about uh, giving emotions or acts of being a number. So peace, for example, is a vibration like of 600. Then joy is 540. Love sits at 500. Reason, 400. Acceptance, 350. 
willingness, 310, neutrality, 250, then there's courage and pride, then there's anger, desire, fear, grief, apathy, guilt. And the last one is shame, and that is around 20 on the scale between 20 and 600. So shame being 20 and peace being 600. Armed with that information, if you could talk through what it's like when Leo, when the the energy of Leo and the full moon coupled with a low vibration of shame, for example, how would one lift their vibration? Well, as you've said, the low vibrations are expressed through the emotions of shame, guilt, anger, frustration, jealousy. And the most, in my opinion, the most detrimental of all is not feeling good enough. And when you look at the energy of Leo, Leo is self-expression. It's wanting to be, to be seen. It wants to be acknowledged appreciated because Leo energy loves to shine. You know, that's why we have the sun, the sun's Leo. It expresses itself through a different archetype of the uh, of the pattern of that, of the sign that your sun sits in. Mm. So Leo has a fixed energy that is focused and persistent because, it, as I said, it wants to shine. So when you apply these dense emotions, of, say, not feeling good enough, the energy of Leo is not acknowledged. It's not appreciated. It's that low vibrational energy of that not feeling good. And what happens with low vibrational energy is it moves very slowly. This is in the dense that you feel it. You're burdened. You're heavy. Um, so this display of um, this low vibrational energy can express itself in, if you look from a Leo perspective, like uh, uh, the drama of getting attention. We'll do anything to get attention because it's not feeling appreciated. It's not feeling acknowledged. And what this does is it constricts the heart. So it does physical damage over a period of time if it goes on long enough. The stress of that, and look, if you, this is why I think we, you know, in our previous podcast, you know, tried to um, say that the it's to turn the television off because they put you in a state of stress every minute of the day because mm. it's a, something to be worried about. So that's detrimental to that person and their mental health, not just physical. So creativity freedom to create, sense of expressing oneself is stifled. And if this happens, as I said, over a long period of time, this creates issues of heart disease, circulatory issues, back issues. So it can be very detrimental. I suppose what, how to turn that around or lift that vibrations higher? Well, what I've come to discover in my own experience is that when energy is blocked because, and we'll just use that concept of not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy. What I found with this emotion, and I've only, it's only happened to me in the last week. <laughs> it's taken me 50-something years to get here. <laughs> I mean, how long does it take? It happens when it's ready to happen. So what I found was 
firstly, I, I knew this was happening within me and I kept asking, why, why is this happening? Where am I not listening? Am I not listening to something? Am I missing the subtleties? Am I, what is it? Because I was meditating and I was doing all these things, but still this, this blocked energy was there and it was the blocked energy of, of not feeling worthy. What I found, it was a resistance as well. And I never thought of it as resistance. So if you are feeling blocked or in some way, or you're feeling stuck or whatever that is, you possibly and highly possibly have a resistance to something. And once mm. you identify that, even just identifying it weakens it. Mm. And the energy will, you know, you can feel you can feel you become uplifted. Yeah. And that's where I think, Kerry. The work of of trying to find some space in your day, even if it's just for five minutes where you just sit quietly and when you're feeling the emotion that somebody might say something to you and you're feeling the emotion immediately and you just want to go and hit them in the head, yeah. punch them in the face. Yes. And, and if you think, oh, that doesn't warrant that much anger, it doesn't warrant that much pain in my heart. Mm. Therefore, that's something deeper within you. It's not necessarily what that person has said or is doing, but it's been uh, it's been touching something that's a little bit deeper in you that you've been harboring for years or yes, decades, uh, or yes. decades. And so that's where you need to go. Hang on, I'm going to be able to deal with this current issue with a little bit of maturity and a little bit of um, good behaviour. But without the emotion, so and I'm not saying to ignore the emotion. I want, I want, I want to be able to get into the emotion mm. and feel it, and then let it go, and then saying, okay, I have been hurt in the past because of this, because I, I've been bullied all my life, and this person is just is having a bullying behaviour. So what I want to do is say to this person, look. I don't really appreciate you saying that about me mm. and um, would you please stop without the emotion behind it. I just love it when I go do a big sweating yoga um, session or I go for a walk or if I can't walk really hard because I've got a bit of sciatica at the moment, you know, I just I love to just punch in the air, mm. whatever it is to get out the energy and then feel it and cry and even if you're a man listening to this, you just have to feel it and let it go and they go, right, well, I'm going to have to get back to that at some stage as to what deep hidden shit's going on in my life. But at least you've got all the energy out so that you can appropriately speak to the person um, and lift your vibration to a little bit more kinder way of living. When we have this sort of thing, we are unconscious. And in one of the podcasts, several podcasts ago, I said to you that we were around 95% unconscious. Yes, you did. And we automatically react in certain ways because we've never investigated. So, uh, you know, you really have to go into it, as you said, and become more consciously aware of yourself because I found myself unconsciously reacting this way and just it was so... It was in such a blind spot, I wouldn't see it until I thought, you know what, I'm sick of this. And I was literally sick. And when I realised and when I was able to join the dots, well, watch out. I mean, I nearly flew. I was happy. I was joyful. I was so grateful that I'd finally begun to discover what it was, just identifying it. Could we, could we move on to the menstrual cycle? Sure. And I'd love your take on a couple of things. 
This part of the podcast is about how the full moon in Leo may impact on the female menstrual cycle. Again, we're all different. You and I don't have a menstrual cycle anymore because we're freaking old. Um, but the people who are listening to us, you, know, you are different. Your body's different. Just take this information and see whether it works for you. So with, yeah, so with week one, during this week, women feel physically and emotionally low due to the overall feeling of lethargy that comes with blood loss and lack of hormones. Mm. So for some women, it also signifies another month without being pregnant, bringing a deeper loss. And I know all about that, seriously. So during this full moon in Leo, I want to honour those women who are trying to have a baby and have received their period instead. I mean, that's the heart's desire right there, and it's not being fulfilled because you've received your period. So I want to honour and just share a moment with you here. So I want to share some information around the science behind a broken heart that might help. It's important to keep stress away at a minimum, especially if you're wanting to conceive. So during this full moon in Leo, at the beginning again of your cycle, because you're going to try again this month, take extra care of yourself and don't hold on to grief. Okay, so it's past. Let that grief go. Find someone that you can talk to about it. A broken heart is a scientific fact. Groundbreaking research by several top American medical centres has identified a COVID pandemic spike in cases of so-called broken heart syndrome a potentially deadly stress-induced heart condition. Mm. And that comes from the ABC News. And there is a link to this blog on my blog. So the doctors say say it's just disproportionately impacting women. So one of the ladies says, my heart felt like it was pounding out of my chest. And this was from Mary Kay Abramson, who was diagnosed with the condition last year. It just felt like the blood just couldn't get through the heart fast enough. So the article and I do encourage you to go on and have a read of it. The article explains that the rare but dangerous form of heart disease is triggered by intense emotional or physical stress when a sudden flood of hormones is believed to stun the heart into pumping less efficiently. Wow. And that's like when you are emotionally, and, and when you think about it, if a woman has been trying to fall pregnant for years and each month, comes around and their period comes, that's like 12 times a year where this grief is just catches them. What I'd love you to do is to, if you know somebody who's struggling with this as well, and if you're a woman who didn't, who you don't really care about having children, if that's not really in your, in your focus point or in your realm of understanding, there are women out there who are suffering. And so if we could just extend kindness to them, and love because it is grief and heartbreaking. And I think potentially in this full moon in Leo, it could be even more intense. So week two, estrogen. Kerry, I do yes. miss my estrogen. Yes, I know. I think I miss it too, actually. Without estrogen, for those of you who can see on the video, we go grey. So that's what happens. You go so grey without estrogen. Ah. And every now and then, okay, my breasts would feel full and I would feel the rush of joy and fullness for a few days and then it goes away. So sometimes this feeling doesn't come back for a few months, such as menopause, Kerry. Mm. Okay. We do get estrogen rush because we do, not from our ovaries, but we do get estrogen at, in, in our fat stores in our body. 
And so we do get a rush sometimes, but more often than not, we don't. But you, dear woman out there, my dear listener, um, you have the opportunity every month to feel the estrogen oozing through your veins. Estrogen is an important hormone because in addition to regulating the menstrual cycle, estrogen affects the reproductive tract, the urinary tract, the heart and blood vessels, bones, breasts, skin, hair, mucus, membranes, the pelvic muscles and the brain. Estrogen, you know, amazing. Oh, yes. See, that's why that's why menopause is tough because when you think about all those things, we get UTIs, you know, we get like heart conditions, we get brittle bones, our hair gets really thin and falling out, uh, we get dry. <laughs> So dry. Oh my God. You know, the pelvic muscles in our things get sort of weakened. So, my, oh my dear, dear ladies, enjoy this time. Enjoy the estrogen. Be grateful. Be grateful. Don't, com- don't complain about your menstrual cycle because estrogen is oozing. And look, there is a study, and I have mentioned this study many times, and I will continue to mention this study. Long term exposure to estrogen can be a danger to women as it has been associated with high blood pressure a key link to kidney disease, heart attack and stroke. Because Leo rules the blood pressure, I thought it prudent to make a note of this. When was the last time you had your hormonal levels of estrogen and progesterone checked? So while I am in high vibrational praise for estrogen, if you are in the low vibrational of estrogen, it could cause a lot of issues. So if you're over or under. So I always am an advocate. If you're feeling unwell, or if you don't think things are right, a simple blood test will will help you to know what your hormone levels are like. Yes, you're absolutely right, Sue. I was only thinking about it this morning, actually. I thought uh, just getting that surge of enthusiasm with things, and I thought I still get it, but it's not yeah. like it used to be. Oh, yeah. But I still get it. I did. Well, I have had it since the other day. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> We're right. more appreciative of it. That's, you know, we, we're so much more appreciative of it. That's oh, great. yes, definitely. Okay, so week three, this is the third uh, week of our menstrual cycle. Transition from estrogen to progesterone. This is an emotional and physical shift, and it's so important to understand, especially if you still suffer the symptoms of premenstrual syndrome. And I do say if you still suffer, mm. because I believe personally that you can transcend PMS. Mm, I believe that too. Yes. So day 14 is the end of week two and ovulation day. So day 15 is beginning of week three. After ovulation, progesterone, which is another hormone, sex hormone, is released and some women, including moi, experience a mood shift. I did many times. Some women also feel the stab of the ovulation on one side. During the full moon in Leo, there may be a tendency to dive into the shadow side of Leo's energy and exaggerate our mood, you know, the drama of it all. Mm. So, But if we don't understand what is happening to us, then we could do that. So remember that after ovulation, there is a dip in hormones and that dip could create a mood. Nothing could change in your life circumstance except your hormones. Remember that this mood shift is because of the drop of estrogen and it will soon be replaced by the rising progesterone and that will help you. 
that's going to help you lift. So it's, it is like that roller coaster ride. Okay, so you're up when you're down, and you're up and then you're down. So when you understand where the dips are, mm. you can you can transcend them with ease mm. without hurting anybody, including mm. yourself. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm just having a bit of recall remembering it's like you know and I had no idea what was going on yeah and uh again and and you know that being also attached to your expectations of yourself your comparisons of yourself to others and all sorts mm. of things mm. and if you're an emotional person to start with yes yes on, on any medications and things it was a wild ride so week four really should never happen, and, and I, I really want to try and get to the point where our listeners are just up to week three and that you ride through week three mm. with beautiful levels of progesterone, optimum levels of progesterone from day 21 onwards until day 28. That's what we want to see. But if you're not there yet and your PMS still comes at day uh, day 22, which is after progesterone peaks, if your progesterone drops, and if your estrogen becomes dominant again or if something happens, then, you know, you could be in for a little bit of a um, PMS ride. So the question I want to ask you is this. What would it be like if you didn't have premenstrual syndrome, PMS? Just close your eyes for a minute. Think on that. How would that feel if you didn't have it? I know that you have to have one day of it because that's when your periods drop and then your period comes but not a whole week, you know, not three days, not two, not even two days. A couple of hours would be good. Mm, exactly. How does the drop in progesterone or estrogen make you feel? Is it irritability, frustration? Is it hunger? Is it sad? Is it angry? I can tell you it's not going to be joyful. It's not going to be a high vibrational energy. It's going to be a low vibration by memory with my PMS. PMS is controllable. And I would encourage you to buy a book called Woman's Wellness Wisdom by Dr. Libby Weaver. There is a link in the blog. The biggest contributor to PMS is a constant presence of stress hormones because stress hormones interfere with progesterone uptake. And that, my friends, is a scientific fact. So sex hormones and stress hormones do not mix and never underestimate the power of stress hormones because they will override sex hormones anytime. Well, you've got your emotions involved. When your body's in stress mode, your body actually says, okay, we're going to shut down now. We're not going to make a baby. Mm. Therefore, it'll interfere. You need to get your stress under control. And this is the last thing I want to say. What can you do during this full moon in Leo to lower your stress level? And we have many resources, don't we, Kerry? We have beautiful Byron Katie. Oh, we have yeah. Beautiful Joe Dispenza. We have we, uh, the Women's Wellness book, Dr. Libby Weaver. Mm. All these resources and references are in the blog. So I would encourage you to do whatever you can to support yourself during this time. When you're stressful like that, you can't create anything. It's so difficult. It's like a wave in the ocean because emotions yeah. in astrology are like water. And my husband always says to me when I'm um, irrational, upset or emotional, whatever, he always says to me, would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. And because I'm a coffee drinker, that really sort of, it's like, what? Just <laughs> interrupt you. Yeah, there's this like thing, you know, would you like a cup of tea? 
I go, oh, okay, yes, because tea has natural aspirin in it. And yes. English drink it all the time. And tea, if you can have black tea, even better, or evening of jasmine tea or green tea or some other tea, but tea itself has aspirin and it does, it soothes you. And just the act of sipping the tea um, is like, it does have a bit of caffeine in it. So I'm not suggesting that it's a health drink by any any means, but the act of kindness, when somebody asks you, would you like a cup of tea? There's this gentleness about it. It's also you're quieting, quietening down, you know, stopped. Yeah. Stopped and if, you know, can you would you like a cup of tea? Yeah. <laughs> Kerry, as always, you are a fountain of wisdom. I love your work and I'm looking forward to sharing your podcast on the Moon and You side as well because I think it's fascinating and just hearing you speak and all the wisdom that comes out of it is fantastic. Yes, it's, it's and it's a, a such a creative time and you're probably yes. feeling it now. And yes. even though it's a week before we do do yes. that. So we I do feel it, yeah. It's good. Some, some of us feel it more than others, but um, it's, That's true, darling. it was pretty good. Okay. All right, darling, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate everything that you um, that you send to us and that you email to us. Um, we, we love hearing from you and we will see you soon. Yes, you will. Okay. 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 Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye.